Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. My friend, Ruby Newell Legner, is an icon, a guru in the customer service business. In fact, she blew the lid off of this thing, folks. You've heard of five-star service? Uh Uh-uh, not with Ruby. This is seven-star service today at Live on Purpose Radio. Ruby, welcome. Oh, thank you. I'm blushing, Dr. Paul. Well, you're the one. This is a seven-star service, and I didn't even know that was possible. Well, it's a, you know, it was an interesting journey to get there. I, I have heard your story before, and I would love to have you share at least some parts of that with our listeners today. Absolutely. Happy to so. <laughs> this started with a hotel experience that you had. Can you just share some of that? Absolutely. Us? So been speaking for 20 years and about halfway into that mark, uh, I was invited to speak over in Dubai for the Burj Al Arab, and it's the seven-star hotel. And uh, of course, we all know that the hospitality world only goes to five, but the media, when it opened, they said, hey, this is way better than five. It's got to go all the way to seven. They even skipped six. So Not even five and a half. We're talking seven. Absolutely. And, and being the queen of customer service, I'm like, yeah, right. How could this get a seven? And then I experienced it firsthand. And oh, my, it is wow. a, a true seven star experience. So what happened? Well, they really take attention to detail before you get there. They gather information. And then when you land, it's just a, it's a, it's, it's a celebration and a whole the, the greeting and all the details there. Yeah, you land, it's 112 degrees, so they greet you at the door, they take you to the car, and you're just dripping wet, Mm. (laughs) and you like, and they give you a cold washcloth and a nice cold bottle of water, and put you in this wonderful Rolls Royce, which is not too bad, I've never seen a Rolls Royce, I'm from Colorado, I grew up, you know, in the the country, and so it's like, wow, this is different. Take a pickup truck. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And then what was so bizarre is they had moments where they actually, um, they just, their, the details went into that was so intense. They uh, gave me a, a leather pouch in the car and they said, here is a menu of CDs you can choose from to listen to. And of course they knew I was American. So they had all American songs in there. So uh, just all of the elements along the way, then when you get to the hotel, they sit you on a couch. They come to you instead of having to register at the desk, and they serve you dates. And a lady comes over and starts to pour something in my hand. And I said, no, I don't have a cup. And she says, no, it's rose water for your hand. And I'm like, of course it is. <laughs> That's what I always get. So the, the service level continued throughout my stay there. And I've been back nine times, and I absolutely love Uh, the things that I've learned from them. So for years, I was Ruby Speaks. That was my company name. And then after experiencing the Burj Al Arab, I renamed my company 
seven-star service because I know what that's all about. You've seen it firsthand. Yep. Ruby, a lot of our listeners are quite entrepreneurial, um, as, as many of our mutual friends are, too. We've known each other through the National Speakers Association. And uh, this is not an easy task to run your own business, um, provide a service to a customer or a client. And I, I really was excited when you agreed to come on the show because I think that there are, there are things we can do as entrepreneurs, as business owners, or if we have a home business even, that can set us apart from everybody else out there that's, you know, three through five stars. <laughs> uh, what are some of those things that could set us apart that we could do as, as uh, entrepreneurs or small business owners? You know, when I, on those long plane trips, it's like 26 hours to get over there. So on my way home, I would take some notes and I really would reflect back on what I experienced. And I identified seven key things that I think every organization that wants to excel should have very clear in their, their, um, all of their, their makeup, their culture. Mm -hmm. So I'm happy to share those seven and then I can go over into detail with with um, each one of them. Yeah, I'm going to take notes here. I, I, <laughs> I gave them just a word um, to represent, and then I'll go back and I'll share some detail about it. Okay. The first one is align, and then examine, mm-hmm. understand, mm-hmm. engage. Ah, I like where this is going. Involve. Uh-huh. Unite. And reward. Reward. That's seven. And all of those apply not only to external customer service, it also applies to internal customer service. And I think if I were to put one little mantra on it, it really is all encompassing that you, you know, your staff is going to treat your customers like you treat your staff. So to have... Say that again. Your staff is going to treat your customers like you treat your staff. Oh, boy. And the look you had on your face, because we are actually, I can see him in this recording. It's so funny because I was speaking in Reno. I had like 200 general managers. I do a lot of training in the world of sports and entertainment. And they were in there, their convention center people and, you know, uh, venues and large stadiums and arenas. And I said that and I watched them literally go, oh, and take note to self. (laughs) And it kind of had the look you had on your face because, you know, it really is true. You know, we want all of our, as entrepreneurs, we want everybody that works for us to make sure that they're representing the brand and being the model for it. But sometimes what happens is we realize that they're not doing it. So then we yell at them, Hey, that's going to help. Yeah. Um, so (laughs) yeah, my experience tells me that's really effectively. So when I can help them stand back and really look at the big picture and explain to them that they are modeling the behavior that they want their staff to have, then you start looking at all of the different things. So, you know, just like we would orient a new customer, you need to orient your new employees. You need Mm -hmm. to feel, have them feel part of the family, like you want your customers to. So it really is both sides of the customer service realm, internal and external. 
and it starts with that alignment. So the alignment piece is all about, you know, having a very clear vision and sharing it. You know, the experience has to be the heart of your organization. And if you don't describe it, actually, I'll back up a step. Some, some CEOs don't know what that is. So they don't know what the vision is and they don't know what they expect. So how in the world can they share that with the people that are representing it if they can't put it into easy to understand and definable and measurable terms? So right. you know, aligning through the vision really makes a big difference. Yes. The you've, second- got, you've got the wheels turning for me. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. And I want to get into that second one too, but you know what, as you were saying, I see, I'm still just kind of spinning with this whole thing. You're going to treat your customers, your, your staff will treat your customers the way you treat your staff. And I think it might even go deeper than that because I've known a lot of, of leaders, if we want to use that term, who try to establish a culture at work that's different from the culture they've established in their own home, with their own family, with their spouse, with their kids. And I think that there's a a disconnect sometimes. We've got to be the person that we want our staff to be. Absolutely. Is that fair? Absolutely. And, you know, you know, knowing that what we want to represent and then modeling that behavior, how can we expect our staff to do it if, if we're not doing it? Yes. And it goes all the way through wow. the organization. It's not just the top leader. It's through the top management. It's through how a, a supervisor treats a part-time employee, um, how you work with your partners. You know, that most of the venues that I do training for, I have 29 teams that I work with, and they have partners in the building. They may have somebody who does food service. They may have somebody who does security, but is they have mm-hmm. to represent the company and look like that they are part of the company, but really they're, they're a contracted partner. Right. So, you know, making sure that everybody's aligned and, and moving in the same direction, and they all agree on it. That's, that's mm-hmm. a huge step. That's the first one that's so important. Wow. That's, and that might even be enough, but you've got six more. Yep. Let's go. Things to do. So examine was the second one. And that's where you look at all of the organizations, uh, the talent management practices, and you think about all of the, how you represent your brand when you're advertising for a job, how, when people call, what are you telling them, what the job description looks like, how, how you set up the interview, the questions that you ask, the perception that you leave when the person's interviewed, even if they don't get the job, you know, so all of those elements go into that, the talent management piece, and then also identifying what's not working. Are you polling and identifying and asking your new employees how they're doing and really examine all those practices. It can really make a big difference in uh, improving um, your culture. And the mm-hmm. culture is what it really is all about. Yes. Sure, That culture is um, warm and friendly and positive and people have a chance to learn, even if it's through a failure. You know, that there are really no failures if they can learn some lessons from it and move on. And, and, and actually, the company, if it's healthy, can learn from other people's failures, but not if they don't share them. <laughs> you know, let me just We're not aware. get away with it. So this examine step has a whole lot to do with awareness. Yes, absolutely. It, bringing it to a conscious level so that we, mm-hmm. we know uh, yep. what it is that we're portraying and how we're impacting people. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Three is understand. Yes. And that's where you take some time to really understand your customers 
And that is, you know, what do they like? What do they don't like? Uh, what's important to them? Um, what elements of the service are you neglecting because you didn't know that that's what they wanted? And what ones are you doing wrong, but they never told you because you didn't ask? So it's, a, it's really getting deep into how can we better serve you? How can we, you know, have an experience that uh, is enjoyable and that you want to go out and brag about? I always yeah. refer to Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, the conversations at Thanksgiving are so interesting because sometimes, you know, people travel for a long ways to get together and it's one day you get to be with the family maybe. What are you going to tell them? Well, my goal when I do training for other organizations is I want you to be the topic at someone's Thanksgiving dinner. Ah. When they go around the table and they say, you won't believe what happened. Then they get to have a moment where they tell the story of how you saved the day or you made this experience awesome for the individual or for the family. Or, or maybe you made something that was wrong and you fixed it. So you made it right. Um, but my goal is to help them become the Thanksgiving Day conversation. Nice. I love where this is going. Folks, this is Ruby Newell-Legner. When we come back from this break, we'll get into the other four because we're only up to three so far, right, Ruby? You got it. We'll get into the other four points of Seven Star Service. Ruby Newell-Legner at Live On Purpose Radio. We'll be right back. Thank you for listening to Live On Purpose Radio. We're so glad to have you here. Please come by the website, drpauljenkins.com, spelled with a D-R, drpauljenkins.com. On the website, you'll have an opportunity to receive a free download. And while you're there, make sure you click on the social media icons. Come over to Facebook, where we will be posting these episodes as well as our YouTube videos and other content and announcements for you to share. Please like us, comment, subscribe, join the conversation. We're happy to have you with us here at Live On Purpose Radio. Let's all support each other to live on purpose. DrPaulJenkins.com And we're back. Ruby Newell Egner at Live On Purpose Radio. Ruby, seven-star service. This is awesome. You know what? During the break, I was thinking, and you and I have talked about this before, too. People have a certain expectation of what kind of service they're going to receive. And I call this the, well, of course, or I would have hoped, or duh, factor. Uh, my wife and I were doing a, a little road trip recently, and I saw a motel. You know, the little roadside motels? Uh-huh. And no kidding, they had this sign, this marquee, that said, color TV and clean rooms. And I'm like, well, I should hope, right? Not even as much the TV. I don't care as much about that, but clean rooms? That's not what we're talking about here. Seven-star service goes above and beyond the expectation. You want to surprise them. There's a surprise factor here, isn't there? Absolutely. So you have the, the customer has the expectations, but then you take it one level and I call it those Scooby-Doo moments where something happens. They're like, hmm? wow, what was that? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I love it. So as we got into, you, you've shared three points with us already. I'm keeping notes. Thank you. Uh, that was awesome. Number one is align. Mm -hmm. 
Number two, examine. Number three was understand. And I think that's where we left off before the break. So um, take us into the engage step for a moment. What's that all about? So engage is a whole nother level of identifying so your business. So you, in order to engage the customer, you really need to identify the steps that are involved in the experience or the service or whatever you're doing. So I have a simple activity, which that means it's not really simple. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, I have, I, I get two representatives. We, we start at Cycles of Service Council. And the Cycles of Service Council is a, a representative from each department and we identify the steps in the cycle that they deliver. So every department's gonna have something different. And once we feel really comfortable, oh, and by the way, it's from the customer standpoint, not from the task-oriented procedure manual, you know, mentality of an employee, I take them out of their shoes and I put them in the shoes of the customer. So they have to identify the steps in the cycle uh, based on what, they are doing for the customer. So once we identify that, then we, you know, really have a a good feeling about all the pieces that they need to to pay attention to. You mentioned that it's about the the customer's perspective. That's really the only thing that matters when it comes to customer service. Absolutely. Uh, That's why we include their name in the whole title. (laughs) What a concept. Yeah. What a concept. (laughs) Yeah, focusing, you know what, it's hard for us as human beings, I mean, to to get outside of our own head sometimes and realize how someone else is perceiving or being impacted by our behavior, how we show up, what words we use, all of that is important. Absolutely. And that's why I call that engage because I engage the employees in a different way and help Mm -hmm. them develop an awareness to look at things in a different way. So Mm -hmm. when they are engaged and really thinking about what the steps of the steps the customer goes through, then it becomes very powerful. And it leads us right into step number five. After we identified the cycles of service, we take them to involve. Now, involve is really heavy duty internally because we involve all of the employees identifying the standards that they want to create for those cycles of service. So the cycles of service committee meets and we've already established the cycle and now we go one by one and we say, okay, at this step in the cycle, what standards do we want to achieve? Now, of course, I plant some seeds. I've already talked to leadership and identified some areas that they need to improve. Mm-hmm. And once we create all of the standards, but it is really created from the staff, we involve them in the process and they have a whole new meaning to what service looks like. One of my favorite phone calls, well, it, it, it'll sound funny, but this lady called and just screamed at me one day. And I and I was taken back. I'm like, what? You know what? What's going on? And she says, I will never look at anything, especially in customer service, the same again. You warped my mind, Ruby. That session you took us through with cycles of service. I just see things in a whole different way. So even though she was <laughs> yelling at me, it was a compliment. But it was so accomplished funny. on your part. Yeah, it was so funny. You've wow. warped my mind for life. So yes. 
the engagement process and the involvement process really does that so that, you know, if you create something, you're going to be much more apt to go by it. So by having them create the standards and then holding them accountable to those standards, it really makes a big difference. You know what, Ruby, I think we can trust our people more than we think. Um, this has been my overwhelming experience with human beings on our planet. They want to do the right thing. They want to do the good thing. They want to perform well. So I love your involvement step because that's, that's really tapping into the wealth of knowledge and experience that exists in our staff or in the people who are part of our organization. And you don't have to come up with all this stuff yourself. That's beautiful. And it's going to be so much better if they come up with it because it's their stuff then. They're excited about it. You know, Dr. Paul, I, I love thinking about how you would look at this too, is that when, I mean, maybe you remember this too, and I've had clients when I first start working with them, they're like, why do they intentionally do bad, stupid stuff? Like nobody sits out in the morning going, I'm going to do bad, stupid stuff. You know, I can mess up my life today. I know. It's like, why would somebody think that? And so, you know, one phone call I had with a general manager one day, he explained a situation that was really ugly and, and the, the employee had said something really stupid. And I said, I paused and it was kind of like a Dr. Phil moment, you know, and I should say Dr. Paul moment. There you and, go. And he said, I said, so what have you taught them to say? And he said, okay, we need you for training. (laughs) It was just like one of those aha moments. Like, okay, you're calling me to complain about your employee, but you haven't taught them what to say. So maybe that's why they're saying stupid stuff. (laughs) It made sense to me. Maybe we can address this thing in a productive way. You bet. And, And that leads us right into number six, which is unite. Unite. And that's the relationship between departments and the relationship about the entire organization. If you're working with outside contracted partners, you know, some of the organizations that I work with, it's funny, they work with contracted partners. And I said, well, maybe if you don't call them contracted partners, maybe just call them partners. That might be a step. <laughs> and they went, right. Oh, yeah. So, and, and we invited the partners to be part of our staff meetings and our trainings so that they could be in alignment and they could understand and they would work beside us as opposed to across the desk and opposite of us. And that really created a, a model that allowed everybody to be on the same team instead of a them and us piece. Yes. Nice. I'm, I'm anticipating this last one. Because it has kind of a rewarding feel to it. Oh, you're too funny. Yes, the reward is real. And once again, we go full circle, and this includes the customers as well as the employees. So, you know, in in my world in sports and entertainment, and I do a lot of training outside of that as well, but uh, the rewarding of a a loyal customer has many, many ways to do that. It can be an event, Mm -hmm. can be some merchandise, it can be just something that you show that you really appreciate them. Some of the, the groups I work with, if you're a season ticket holder for so long, they get a pin that they wear and you know, you acknowledge their longevity with the organization. 
likewise, our employees need to have that reward and recognition and motivation as well. So if we go back to the very top and we, we've shared a clear vision and, and employees are living up to that, they should get some recognition for it. If mm-hmm. they've identified the standards along the way and, and what the customer needs and they're doing that, then we need to recognize them for it. So, you know, some employee recognition companies work uh, programs that I work with, or let me Mm -hmm. say that again. So some employee recognition programs that I work with and the companies that I work with are are just there. Hey, employee of the month based on what? Oh, it was their turn. You know, I'm like, Oh, special. So (laughs) what I try to explain to them, you can acknowledge one person And that leaves the rest of the department to feel bad about it. But if you have your standards and your criteria that is so, you know, really up there, it's, it's, it's a, it's a reach to get there. And then someone achieves it. Every person that achieves that should get a reward. So it's not about recognizing one person one month or one day or, or, or of the year. It's about saying, here is the bar. Anybody who reaches this standard, you're going to be recognized. And so a lot of the reward and recognition programs that are created under my watch are, you know, very positive and the employees get to help create them and they get to recreate the rewards and they already created the standards. So now they live up to them. Woohoo! Everybody wins. Mm-hmm. And so it really does make a, a difference in how you look at recognition. So rewarding your employees, rewarding your customers and their loyalty really can take on a deeper picture. And it all starts with setting up all those other things before that. I love talking about customer service because my mind just keeps picking up on, well, yeah. <laughs> I love or, that. You know, <laughs> because I, I'm the kind of person who loves to be acknowledged for something I did well. I'm the kind of person who loves to be taken care of when I go into an organization or when I make a call to get support for something or whatever it is, right? And and I think this seven-star service is all about how would you just love to be treated? And then you show up and you deliver that. You are so right, Dr. Paul. How many times do you have you seen or been a victim of, or actually I've done this too back when I didn't get it, um, mm. of a drive-by thank you? You know, one of those insincere, oh, yeah. you know, like if you're the manager, if you're the leader in an organization, you're so busy and you're like going from one place to the other and you see somebody that you really wanted to say, hey, good job on that. And you're 90 miles an hour and you're walking right by them and you kind of, as you pass, hey, my great job on that. And, and Mike goes, what, what was that? That was a drive-by thank you. A drive-by thank you. But if you are really sincere and you want to have that special moment with an employee, that's where you, you think about what you're going to say in advance. You catch the person so you can have a conversation with them. And maybe it's passing in the hall, but you don't keep walking. Your feet are planted. You're actually facing the individual. You use their name and you say, hey, Dr. Paul, thank you for having me on your show today. It was really a rewarding experience. And, and I know we have some entrepreneurs that are going to be better off for it. So thank you for sharing the opportunity yeah. with me. So you make it sincere and you tell them the impact it had and then you, you know, thank them. And I, I say, you know, this, it, it's odd to say over the, the audio, but you, you touch them appropriately. That could be, you know, shake their hand or <laughs> pat them on the back, you know, and, yeah. and you, you make it a war and you don't hurry off. You, 
you pause and let them have a little moment of gratitude. So our, our lives are so busy. Sometimes we just go too fast. And that's where those drive-by, yeah. you know, uh, the drive-by thank yous come from. So I'm, I'm, I'm here to stop the drive-bys. And you know what, dear listeners? Ruby actually practices this. I observed this earlier today. Uh, what the listeners don't know is that you and I collaborated to provide some service for one of my clients, uh, a great technology company here in Salt Lake. And, and the executive of that company assisted a few weeks ago to get you an introduction when I pulled you into Salt Lake City to do a favor <laughs> for me. It's all about relationships <laughs> and helping each other. He helped us to get an introduction to one of our professional sports teams. And you very graciously, during a call with his entire team, which I think edified him publicly, you did exactly what you just shared in giving that reward. That It wasn't a drive-by thank you. It was you called him by name in front of his whole team. You said, I so much appreciate that introduction. Here's the impact that it's had on me. It was just scripted the way you delivered it. Thank you. And, Bob, and so Bob. I want to acknowledge that because you know what? We can talk about this stuff all day long. How we show up and how we practice that is what makes the difference. And Ruby, you're a great example of actually walking the walk and not just talking the talk. So I thought, Dr. Paul, you bring the best out in all of us. So thank you for that. I appreciate that very much. I am so thrilled that you joined us here for Live On Purpose Radio. I'm sure that some of our listeners are going to want to connect with you or see more about what you're doing or see your fabulous hair on that picture on your website. <laughs> you're such a tease. <laughs> Where can they go to find you? Oh, my website is Seven Star Service. It's the number seven. Makes number it stand seven. Out a little bit. So sevenstarservice.com. Mm -hmm. And there's a, a little box on there if you'd like to sign up for a 30-minute free consultation. I would be happy to talk to you about your training program and maybe offer some insight on how it could be better. So it's free. I have no obligation whatsoever. I just uh, There's a way to schedule it. So you sign yeah. up there. I send you a little note. You sign up for a time. We have a conversation. I learn a little bit about your company. And I'm here about helping people. Customer service is something that is a very, um, a big passion of mine and a mission. My mother was a, yes. a restaurant manager, so I think it's in my blood. And anytime I can see somebody who, you know, does the Scooby-Doo or, you know, that looks at something differently, I know that I've made a difference. And that's what service, Seven Star Service is all built on. Wonderful. So seven, the number seven, starservice.com. Really the form like on the front page, you bet. Well, and when you said you'll find out a little bit about them, you, you're kind of freaky about how you do your <laughs> research and homework. Shh, don't tell them. <sighs> I'm a stalker. Okay, I'll admit. You know, I love researching and finding out about a company because that's my job is to make sure that I understand the yeah. customer. That was one of the points I made today. And that's, that is part of the point because this is not a generic cookie cutter kind of a thing. We are all individuals we're all different human beings and and you honor that through the way that you interact with your clients so thank you for that well, all thank right you for having me dr paul it was a, it was awesome well i'm wondering if some of our listeners get to go out there and do some seven star service now because you've given them the seven tips folks this is ruby newell egner at live on purpose radio and it's time for you now to go live on purpose mm -hmm.